and believe in yourself and at least try. That's the big thing. You at least have to try. You can get told no nine times and yes, that one time. And as long as you just take that one time and you're like, okay, yeah, they said yes. I'm going to go try 10 more times to get one more. Maybe this time you'll get two. And you take those two and the next time you get five. And it just keeps going like that. The more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's going to help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Okay, welcome everybody back to the Rich Mind Podcast. Today I have an in-house guest with me today that I'm super excited to introduce you to. This is my beautiful daughter, Adrian Wilson. And I know if you're listening to this, you can't see Adrian, but I, you, if you'd like to uh, uh, see this, I also, just to FYI, I do broadcast or I do uh, record these and, and put these up on my YouTube channel as well. And you've, you'll find a link to that if you're interested in kind of seeing the interaction between her and I while we have this uh, discussion today. So I'm super excited to introduce Adrian to you. She is currently, uh, she's my middle daughter. I have uh, three three children. I have a son, Riley, that's 25. Adrian is 23. And Sydney is 21. And I'm super excited to see what, uh, some of the things, we always have great conversations. And sometimes I just wish we could hit record. And today is going to be the day that we do that. So without further ado, Adrian, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. So usually with a guest, and I'm going to treat you just like you or any other guests, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Get uh, Let's let the audience know a little bit more about what Adrienne Wilson and, and what she does, who she is, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so like you already said, I am 23 years old. I am your middle daughter, oldest daughter, middle kid. Um, grew up with you guys in Newpal. Just went to school and everything. I swam in high school. Um, graduated in 2018, uh, worked with you guys. I did hair for a couple of years and then I came home and did the Amazon thing with you guys. And then in the last year, uh, my fiance and I moved down to Southern Indiana where I started being a bartender and that's what I do full time now. That's super exciting. So we'll dig in a little bit further on that. So you mentioned NewPal. For those that aren't familiar with who or what NewPal is, I know that's a common term for those of us who live in NewPal, but what, what is NewPal? Uh, NewPal is New Palestine, Indiana. It's a small town on the east side of Indianapolis. Perfect. Perfect. So, and you also said that you are now engaged. I am. And you've been engaged now for how long? Um, since right before Christmas, yeah, right before so Christmas. almost three months now. Yeah. yeah. Not to push you on the spot, but no date at the, as of yet. Right. As far as exact date, not an exact date, not but we've got, a, got an idea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just, Cause I don't think I know about this. That's why I was curious. Yeah, so we're yeah. all going to learn together folks. So <laughs> yeah. So bear with us. So now, yeah, we're looking towards next summer. That's what we're thinking. Late okay. summer, early fall, August, September. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, part of the this what I do with the guests, I've got a series of questions that I go through that I want to go with them or go over them with you yeah. and just answer them however you feel is best. But the first question I always ask everybody is who has had the be- biggest influence on your life? The biggest influence on my life. And I'm not doing it just to butter you up. <laughs> but my answer 100% is going to be you. Honest, truly, it's you. Because if you hadn't started teaching us what you learned and what we know, everything would be so different. So different. Like I couldn't even imagine where any of us would be had you not started teaching us as young as we were. Um, Because in what I do, I talk to different people every day. And when adults kind of bring up different topics of conversation, whether that's real estate or business or that kind of stuff, being able to understand the words that they're using and be able to actually have conversation with them kind of surprises them sometimes. And I know I wouldn't be able to do that if it weren't for you. I definitely wouldn't be in the position that I am if it wasn't for you, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And no, that was not a prompted question. No, not at all. But I do, I do appreciate that so yeah. much. We've, we've all, as a family, we've learned so much. Yes. And it, I, I say this a lot that I'm 100% self-taught, meaning books, um, audio programs, uh, seminars, a few live mentors, but mostly just grinding it out, trying to figure it out myself. So then the best part then for me now looking back on it is taking that information and trying to teach you and your brother and, and the, the family, right? Yes. And then to see, to learn things that I wasn't familiar with, had no idea, didn't know if it was right, didn't know if it was wrong. It just seemed right. So let's mm-hmm. try it. But then now to see you and your brother and sister out in the real world, implementing a lot of the things that we did discuss back when you were, do you recall about how long Gosh. ago? As far as your age, how old you were back then? Maybe like 11 or 12 yeah. when we first started talking about it. And I, I wish it I would have been sooner. in middle school yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, maybe the summer right before middle school or yeah. something like that. Yeah, 11 or 12 would be my guess. Okay. So, and as I mentioned, I wish it would have been sooner because yeah. <laughs> that means I would have known sooner. But yeah, grateful that I was able to learn soon enough to be able to teach you and your brother and your sister and your mom, too, for that matter, all of us, we're all learning together mm-hmm. a different way of being, a different way of looking at things and understanding that the way we were brought up to believe and the way we were brought up to think may not have been at least not 100 percent accurate. I don't want to use the words right or wrong because I don't think there is necessarily a right or wrong. It's just maybe there's different ways and a different perspective can definitely go a long ways. Any thoughts on that? I agree completely. Um, Even just learning from that young and just even being introduced to it, um, I had to learn very quickly um, that a lot of my peers either didn't want to know because they didn't know anything about it, like it was a brand new concept to them, or even when I would try to explain it to them, they would get frustrated or tell me that I was wrong and that kind of stuff. And that very quickly let me know that this is not a normal thing. No, not a lot of people are going to understand this. And if they want to know, great. If they don't, that's okay too. 
So kind of going off, yeah, like what you said, it's not whether it's right or wrong. It's just a different way. 100%. 100%. So moving on to the second question, mm-hmm. and I appreciate all that context there with that first question. That's, yeah. And we'll get a little bit more into that as we go along and dig into a little bit more of the details as far as what we're actually meaning by some of the things we've learned and some of the things that you've learned. I'm, I'm, I always love hearing what you guys hear me say, right? Or even hear outside of, of our four walls of our home, right? And kind of pick apart kind of what you're thinking, what you're seeing out there in the world too. But to get to the second question, so, and I, I get it, you're 23, right? So you might not have as much experience as some of the folks that we have on the show, but at the same time, you've definitely have, have been out there in the real world. So the question, second question being, what has been your greatest challenge and what have you learned from? Um, I don't know if it would count as a greatest challenge. Um, it's happened a couple of times. One of the greatest challenges that I feel like I've had to do in my adult life is dealing with like jobs and stuff, stuff that's out of my control um, and things happening and changing in those uh, situations. Um, and then figuring out what to do next. Uh, the first one happened when I believe I was 19, 18 or 19. And I was apprenticing at a hair salon and assisting. And I was working commission-based and I was about to go on vacation. We were about to go on Sydney's senior trip. And it was a day before we left or two days before we left. And I got a big text from my boss at that time. And she said, hey, uh, kind of the long and short of it. I am changing how the salon is going to be based. I'm going to booth rent only. And at this time, I don't think you can afford me. Thanks, but no thanks. Hmm. Yeah. And I had been there for a little over a year at that point. Um, and that was my full-time gig at that time. Um, and like I said, I was about to just about to take time off and go on vacation. And I was just set into a tailspin. Um, and I remember you and mom being like, okay, take, take, take the week, just go hang out for a little bit. And when we come back, let the wheels hit the pavement, let's go. But like, don't, don't worry about it for the first couple of days. It'll be okay. Like, timing isn't great, but it'll be fine. Um, and I say that it happened twice because it did happen again here just a few months ago. Um, at the end of January, same thing. Um, I bartend for a company in, like I said, Southern Indiana, uh, Brown County, and they last fall opened a new establishment. It was a new bar. Um, and they had hired me on to help open that bar and operate it and everything. And I spent more time there than I did at home with Ben, uh, my fiance, Ben. Um, and I did everything. I served drinks, food, cleaned. I did, I worked the kitchen. There was not one area in that building that I didn't know what to do from top to bottom. Um, it felt like mine most of the time. Um, and we were doing great. We got through the busy season. We knew after Thanksgiving, things were going to get really slow. Um, it's a very touristy town. Um, and it's just not somewhere people usually go in the winter. So we knew it would be a little slower and it would be okay. Um, I helped the management come with, come up with new specials and stuff, trying to get people in the door. We thought things were doing great. We'd had a whole new menu, like great things were happening. And we knew we had to get till about this time of year when spring break would come back and we knew people were going to be coming back. Um, but on January 20th, uh, it was a Friday. I had got there. I was scheduled to get there at four. 
um, and closed that night for my friend Chloe. And I got there a little bit early. I usually got there about 3.30. I remember it was a beautiful day. Sun was shining. It was a good day. It was unusually warm for late January. And I went in there and I took her a coffee. Like it was going to be such a good day. And I remember the manager came over and said, Hey, um, they want to talk to you upstairs real quick. And she and I both went over and I was, and the two buildings were just split apart by an alley. Like they're not far away from each other. Um, but we had to cross the alley to get back to the other building. And I remember looking at Chloe and I joked and I was like, okay, we're both either getting canned or they're closing it down either one. And she was like, Oh, be quiet. That's not true. And sure enough, it was Friday afternoon, quarter to four. Um, and they let us know they were going to be closing it down Sunday at eight o'clock. And they weren't sure what was going to happen next. We were more than welcome to work at the other location, like I said, right next door. Um, but we were not going to be going back to the bar we were in, which was really shocking. And I remember just sitting there and I was like, that was supposed to be a joke. I did not expect that to be what was really happening. Um, but okay. And then immediately we'll start turning what's next. What's next? Um, cause I always learned there again, going back to learning from you, your word, you old, your, your key word has always been pivot. It's time to pivot. What are we going to do? And yeah. And I just, it made me think of back a couple of years ago when I was younger and the same thing happened and it's just like, okay, going back to what you've always said is like, I, I need to stop earning. It's time to start making money. So what am I, what's going to happen now? So maybe we'll get into that concept about uh, something I share with you and we talk about all the time, right? The difference yeah. between making money and earning money. Yeah. And I think a lot of folks out there. And, and so if you're out there listening right now, just think about this for a second. This is, uh, I've not ever heard anybody say this in this way. And so I'm not claiming I'm unique by it, but at the same time, it helps me think through the process. But the idea of, I think you've got it backwards. So a lot of people will say that they make money. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to say is, no, a lot of folks, they earn money, which means they they punch a clock or they're working for somebody else. They don't have it have the ability yet through skill sets, through ideas, through different mindsets and beliefs to take an idea and bring it to the market and make money, right? To me is is two different things. So I'm always on making sure that we are using, in my opinion, the right words, right? You mentioned pivot. I use, we're always pivoting. Yes. So so just, and maybe we'll touch base a little bit more on that as far as that whole making money versus earning money. And yes, that your two stories there that you mentioned, yeah. I knew that they had happened, but I didn't realize how close they were to my story. Mm-hmm. And and now is not probably the time. I'm sure I have uh, have covered that as far as my story, but the coming in and shutting it down without notice and realizing that I am not in control at all of what's going on in my life. Um, yeah, very similar. I did. I mean, like I said, I knew that, but I guess I didn't really put, that's why I was excited about this conversation. That's, that's, that's awesome. is not the right word because that's, no, that's not great, yeah. but it's interesting how the stories are similar. Yeah. And that's so. why I love when your book did release getting it in 
those who may not know this, but um, English has always been my thing. I love writing. I love words. I love putting sentences together. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. So in the process of you writing your story for the book, uh, for Think Big, and you would ask me to proofread and reread and does this work? What should I put in? And that kind of stuff that lit me up so, so bright. I appreciate you bouncing that off of me, but it was even through reading those stories and knowing that, yeah, that they were lining up and I learned more details about stuff that you had had to live through too. I mean, I knew the gist of it, right. But I didn't know each little detail about it. And I feel like I got to know you better too, just by helping you through that process. So thank you for asking me to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it all began from the beginning of even just this conversation, as far as the pivot for us as a family, that story for me made me realize that of not being in control and why wasn't I in control, which sent me down a rabbit trail of exactly what we try to discuss here on this podcast and any content that I'm producing or teaching or anything like that between personal development and financial education. It's the beginning of learning about these things to be able to take control that way, even if you do have something like happen to you, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's happened to others as well, including in our family, but it's then having the right mindset, like you said, to realize, okay, this happened. It's not necessarily a good thing, but we're going to pivot and we're going to move forward. Right. And having that belief in yourself that knowing uh, that you can, working towards something bigger than even though what you were working on at that particular time. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So going on to the third question, because then we'll probably double back and we'll go a little bit deeper into a lot of the stuff you've already shared so far, which I I totally appreciate. But the third question, this is going to be, you might have to put a little bit of of a spin on it because a lot of times my uh, guests are a little older, probably closer to my age and I'll be 50, no, I'll be 49 this year. So the guests I'm talking to are probably in their thirties, maybe in their forties. So anyways, the, the question is, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, knowing now, right, and share with that 20-year-old self the knowledge, wisdom, something that you gained. So let's put a spin on it. Let's go back to maybe when you were getting out of high school. So let's say 18 years or so, give or take a little bit. Can you think of anything that you've learned in this last five to six years of being out in the quote-unquote real world that you wish you could go back to your 18-year-old self? in share yeah um it's a little bit of a loaded question i like that one okay uh there's a few different things honestly um one of the first ones one of the first ones that comes to mind and it was something uh if those who are listening probably don't know me personally but i used to have a very very short fuse i can vouch for that yes i used to get very upset and very emotional very quickly. And I'd like to think that I have a longer fuse now, not as long as it probably should be, but definitely longer than it used to be. Um, and just thinking back to when I was first getting out of high school and kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about how people telling me that I was wrong and I wasn't really sure, like they didn't agree what I was saying, or they just weren't listening. Um, I used to get really frustrated by that. And I wish that I could just tell myself, just be more patient. It's okay. Um, one of the things that you always said too was it, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds of people. Um, and just because you were so set 
in what you want to do, other people are just as set in the opposite. And that's okay. You, not everyone has to know. Some people will know, like, will start to learn about it like I did. And I was 11, 12, 13 years old. Other people are going to start learning about it when they were more your age, 20, 30, 40. Some people will never know. I think my grandpa was, what, 60, 50, late 50s, early 60s. When, when he you, started to learn? Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say mid-50s. Okay. Mid-50s when That's I started I sharing, when I was learning with him. Yeah. 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 So, and that from 11 to mid-50 is a huge range. Sure. And I can almost guarantee that if I had tried to tell him when I was learning at 11, he'd, he'd have been like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And just kept rolling. Right. You know what of I mean? Course, yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Um, and I probably would have taken that personally back at that age. And I've learned a lot about you just got to roll with it. It's okay. Um, when I was first getting out of high school, I knew myself that I wasn't going to continue my formal education. Um, I had no desire to go to college. Uh, that's just me. Um, if you want to go to school, go to school. That's fine. I personally knew that that was not the path I was going to be taking. And I knew even back when I was 16, that I, that was not what I was going to pursue. Um, at that time I had graduated from the, um, career center. Um, I had been certified. I was good to go. Like I had learned skills and I was going to use those rather than go to formal education. Um, and it, I remember it throwing me off a little bit um, around that time graduating and everyone would ask you, oh, where are you going to school? Was always the very first question. It wasn't, what are you doing next? It was always, where are you going to school? And when I, and I remember a lot of the adults in my life at that time when I would tell them, I'm not going to school. I'm going to go to work instead. They would always be a little taken aback by that. They would kind of be like, oh, okay, great. You know, like not as confident in my answer as I was. And that was fine. That was fine. I didn't need everyone to approve, uh, quote unquote. Um, and what I did, because I knew that you guys were with me and supported me and everything. And I was able to fall back on some of that knowledge that you had given me when I was younger. And I, I knew I would be okay. I knew I would be good. Um, another thing of advice I would tell my younger self is just lean into it more. Um, don't wait for things to come to you. Um, because by the time they do, they're gonna, they can unravel just as quickly. Um, just lean into it and don't be afraid to take on more than you think. Um, because it's better to show up and take initiative rather than wait and be told what to do. Um, because by the time you wait and you start being told what to do, they'll find someone who can take the initiative or someone else will. And then once that happens, then it's out of your hands at that point, really. Um, which is hard to come by as a young person entering the adult life surrounded by other adults who, when you are in it and you think, well, they have so much more experience than I do. They know so much more. They live so much more, but you really have to trust in yourself. Like, you know, you have your own wisdom and your own knowledge inside of you. That's different from what they know. And that's okay. Use that, but don't shove it down and don't stifle it just because it doesn't 
match up entirely with what someone else is trying to tell you or anything like that. But at the same time, be open to learning from those other people too, because maybe they do have good things that you can learn and take with you, but be able to filter out some of the the filler stuff, for lack of a better term. So seeking out that wisdom, that's something yeah. I'm always asking you guys to the point where I'm sure it drives you guys nuts. And I say <laughs> you guys, I mean the family. So anytime we're having dinner or even uh, any kind of conversation, I'm always asking wisdom. Give me some wisdom. Me and some I, wisdom. Yeah, teach me something I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it, uh, sometimes it spurs off some great conversations. And other times uh, it just goes on deaf ear. It just kind of depends on the moment. Goofy. Right? Yeah, sometimes it's silly, but sometimes yeah, it's really You can always good. learn something from somebody else. Yeah. So I appreciate that so much. Yeah. So you made a couple of points in that last answer that I wanted to kind of dig a little bit deeper on. Yeah. And one of them, the word you used was skills. Mm-hmm. Growing up, once I started to realize and learn the things I was learning, I was realizing that what I felt was probably the most important thing for you as my child and children, because I've, I've taught my other two this as well, was that your level of skills was going to be very important as you entered the workplace. Can you, do you have any thoughts or any ideas of maybe some of the things either I, I shared with you that has, has worked, even maybe some things that uh, hasn't worked or you wish you would try to do different or some even some, maybe some of the skills that you're working on right now? Yeah. Um, that was a lot of questions. You're good. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> um, one of the big things like that, I assume most people come up with the buzzword when you think of skills or things that you need to be able to do with your hands, right? Um, that's where cosmetology came into place. And I thought if I can do hair, I can do anything. Um, as long as my, like, I know what to do with my hands. Right. And a lot of the other things like that, like carpentry, um, welding, um, a lot of those kind of jobs, um, even the bartending thing that I do now, like if I don't know, recipes to make drinks I'm not going to do very well as my job making drinks right if I didn't know how to properly highlight hair I wasn't going to make it very far as a hairdresser Um, that's one of the easiest things is just learn things how to do it and whether it's something that requires repetition or not I mean that's on you and what you choose to do but as soon as you learn to do those things um, I haven't done hair in three and a half years but, and I probably am not as fast as I used to be, but if you gave me a head and said, full foil, highlight this head, I could do it. I could do it 10 years from now. I could do it 20 years from now because I learned how. That was a skill that I learned and I was able to remember um, that no one can ever take away from me, short of cutting off my fingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um But that is one thing that I took the time and dedicated my years. It took me two years. um, And I knew that even if I didn't do it every day, it would be something good. And one thing everyone always said is everyone always needs a good dinner and a good haircut. It's like, okay, I can do one of those things. I'm not a great cook, but I can cut. We can do that. Um, Which was what I initially thought when you were telling me about learn how to learn skills, learn things that other people can't do. And in that I learned too, that being able to speak to people is a skill in and of itself. Um, not even just being able to be good with your words, but also being a good listener. 
um, especially in the customer service fields that I've chosen to go into. That's what everyone's looking for. They just want to feel heard. They just want to be listened to. Um, yeah, you can have a good conversation and be good at small talk and banter and that kind of stuff. That's great. Uh, but at the end of the day, everyone just wants to feel heard, whether they're having beer and dinner or whether they're sitting there paying you to give them a fade. They just want to be heard. They want to feel special in that moment. And that's why they're going out. That's why they're trading their dollars for your service. And that is even bigger. That was an even bigger learning curve and it took more time to figure that out because there's no one teaching that. You don't, you don't go to school for that part of it. That is something you have to figure out as you're doing it. And a lot of people, I'm sure everyone listening has gone to dinner and has had a server that's not great. You know, they're either not having a very good day, so they're not very smiley, not very friendly, kind of short, and they get done what they need to get done, and then they're gone. Or you have ones you can tell are brand new, and they might forget a couple things. They might not introduce themselves. You might have to ask for a few more things than you're used to. Um, but everyone goes through it, right? And everyone has bad days, and that's okay. Um, but you just... To me, the biggest thing is you just have to remember that everyone, everyone's still just a person, right? And something that you've always told me is it's not you, like the, the problem, if there's something going on, uh, most of the time it's, it feels like it's within you and, you and you're angry and you're frustrated and you just don't understand why this person doesn't understand what you're going through and what you need. And, it and you have to step back in that moment and realize that they have stuff going on too. It's not just you. You are not the one that's the issue. It's, you have to wonder about that other person. And it's it's hard. It's hard to do that, especially if you are in it. Like, and that's a phrase that we use at the bar is if you're in the weeds um, and it's just everything is stacking up on top of each other. You can't get ahead. You're so far behind. Your brain is everywhere. It's like, okay, I have to take a step back from this. And think about what is that other person also going through so that way we, I can kind of relate and not just sit here and get frustrated, um, which I've been able to apply to everyday life as well instead of just job and work and stuff. But it's cool. It feels really cool when you can feel it. And I always like hear you in the back of my head and I'm like, oh, he would be so proud of me right now. I wish he could be a fly on the wall and just hear this conversation that's happening right now. But he can't, so that I bring it to you in the form of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And folks, yeah, this, these are the kind of conversations that we have. And so I enjoyed them so very much. And I'm so excited that folks are going to get to know you. It's good. You're, you're cool. You're so cool. Thank you. Uh, so you mentioned communication. Mm -hmm. We talk about that a lot. One of the skills, and I'll mention this to, to the folks, one of the skills that I encouraged you, your brother, and your sister to acquire when you were, you were in high school mm -hmm. was to speech class. Yes. <laughs> the ability to communicate, the ability to stand in front of a room, uncomfortable, and present. And at the time, I don't think either any of you thought that that was, number one, a good idea. <laughs> number two, <laughs> agreed that, you know, that is, is you know, going crazy, right? Because I was pushing you more to trades, to 
communication, to being able to look an adult in the eyes and have a conversation, yeah. right? Shake hands. I've taught you how to shake hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to uh, be able to present yourself. Right. Uh, so you talk about skills in the in the communication piece. Mm-hmm. How is that translated then into? So another skill is to be able to have the ability to sell, mm-hmm. and a lot of the ability to sell is to communicate and communicate properly based on you were mentioning about different times of day or different uh, scenarios with customers and different, you know, whether the sun's shining or whatever's going on, right? Yeah. But having that ability, putting yourself in that situation on a daily basis, I would assume has become a pretty valuable skill. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah. Um, I mean, to keep it simple, um, and the best way I can would be, I guess, in terms of selling, right? On my day-to-day basis, I sell drinks. Just to keep it simple. Um, I sell dinner and drinks. I work at a pizza place. Uh, and every time I go up to the table, you kind of, you have, you have normal, normal people have kind of a spiel that they go through, right? Say your name, how are you doing, welcome, what kind of drinks do you want? I have Pepsi. And that's it. Um, And a lot of what I've learned is that people kind of have a general idea of what they want, but you also can't be afraid to kind of suggest different things. Um, I can hand you a a drink menu and you can pick one out, right? Say you picked out what's one of our popular drinks, Um, like a rum margarita. Okay, we'll just start there. That is one that I get some of the most questions about. So that's what's going to be an easy one. Um, it's a spicy rum margarita. Um, and I can ask you questions about it. I'm like, so what normally is your type of liquor that you like? So, okay. So sorry, we'll rephrase. So I'm going to try to get you to the point where you are going to order a margarita from me. Okay. You walked in, you've never been here before. You don't know anything about it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to come over. I'm going to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Adrian. How's your day going? Um, and then I'm going to ask if you've been here before. Have you ever had any of blank products? Um, if you have, that's wonderful. Um, what are some of your favorites? Have you had the cinnamon vodka before? Have you had the coconut rum before? You've had the cinnamon vodka. Great. That is awesome. That's one of my favorites, but you haven't had the coconut rum. Are you a fan of rum? Yeah. Awesome. Are you a fan of coconut? Yeah. Who isn't? Right? Great. Um, If you'd be willing to try it, I can bring you over a sample for sure. Or if you want to hang out with me, um, we, I'd be more than happy to make you up a cocktail using that coconut rum to see what you really think. See it in action type of thing. Right. Um, and we have a few that are really great. Um, we have a mojito that I can use in it. I can have a, a lemon drink that I can use it in, but my personal favorite is the margarita. It's a different than a normal take. You don't get the bite of the tequila. It still has that nice lime zesty flavor to it, but it's just a little bit sweeter, a little bit different than you're normally used to. I still personally get it with a salt room, but I know some people get it without. I believe it's good either way. I'd recommend doing a half just so you can find out what you prefer. But absolutely, if that sounds like something you'd like, 
Yes. Usually. <laughs> Usually. I love that. I love that. So that's why I am so excited for you and your future, right? You've you've put yourself in situations and skills to learn skills. You've gone through some turmoil with some job experiences. Uh, you've had some ups and downs with friends coming and going. Um, you have the ability to lighten a room the second you walk in. Thank you. And it, it's so much fun. I'm so happy to be able to say that I'm your dad. I'm so excited to see you just go out there and continue to kick butt. I, I say that all the time to you guys, and I want everybody to know. You three and you sitting here with me right now are absolutely kicking butt. And I'm so proud of all of you for, number one, taking what I've taught you, because I, I don't want to say I force-fed you, but I definitely made you think differently. And it was different than what you were learning in school and either from folks uh, in our immediate circles or anything like that. So it was different. Yeah. which kind of ostracized you guys a little bit, meaning it was a little bit more difficult. As you mentioned, people were beginning to ask you about school, questions like that, mm -hmm. that were creating some uncomfortable situations. But my hope is now, as you begin to enter into your mid to late 20s over the next two to five years, let's say, things are going to continue to get better and better and better. Because if, if you can take that skill set and... Just that example that you just gave of this <laughs> rum, coconut, margarita. Oh. And a, you can apply that to anything. anything. And you know that. If you can sell glasses to a blind person, <laughs> you're set. So <laughs> the idea, folks, then, too, is to remember, put this, if sales, if talking about sales kind of puts you kind of on edge, if that kind of mm -hmm. gives you the little willies and you're like, hey, you know, I don't want to be a salesperson. One thing that really changed my mindset when it came to selling and the idea of selling is that taking it from thinking that you're doing something to somebody mm -hmm. and you're actually doing it for somebody. Yeah. It's just a pivot in your words, right? So you're doing them a favor by mm -hmm. offering up this experience. They're going to, whether they like it or not, they're going to choose. But at the end of the day, they wouldn't even know it was an option had you not been able to communicate it in the way that you did. Right. So if selling is something that you're struggling with out there in the audience, try to change that idea of doing it. You're not doing it to somebody. You're doing it for them. And when you do that, that's when a trade can happen called a sale, which then you can either earn a commission or if you're an entrepreneur, you can obviously make some, some sales in your business. That is a totally different mindset shift that we've been working on as a family for many years. And once again, that's why I'm super excited that you and our family are going down this. Uh, I know you're working W2 job, right? But at the same time, we're work, working on skills to apply them in, in an entrepreneurial way. That way we can choose, we can decide what we want life to be like. Yeah. And just like what you said about changing that word, if sale, back when I was learning about it, right back when I was first and even in cosmetology school, I was 16, 17 years old. And part of my grade was whether I was able to sell hair product or not to my clients. If I didn't sell at least, I think it was like three bottles of anything, could be a hairspray, could be a shampoo, could be whatever. 
I would get points off my grade. If I wasn't selling by the time I got to the end of senior year where we were going to graduate and move on and be on our own, they wanted us to be able to sell. And that was a word that made me uncomfortable at that time. I hadn't ever had to sell before. I wasn't, I didn't, it just wasn't me, right? I didn't want to push things on people. I always, I was very timid back then. Um, I wasn't as forthcoming as I am now. Like I wasn't as open about myself and not to say I still keep quite a bit of my personal life on the more private side, but I am more open to meeting new people and opening dialogue with people than I was back then. But it would be even when people would throw me a bone and like, I still couldn't steal it. There was no way I'd be in the middle of doing someone's hair and they would ask me, Oh, that smells good. What is that? And I just, Oh, it's hairspray. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep carrying on with it. And it wasn't until I switched the word. I believe I came home and had a conversation with you about it. And you said, you're not selling it to them. You're providing the service. And this goes along with it. Why? And this could be for anything, anything. If you're going to start them off with something, right? If you're going to, if they're coming to you for help with something and you have something to offer them in the marketplace, whether that costs money or time or anything like that, um, a trade needs to happen. Whether it's dollars for a product, whether it's time for a conversation, whether it ends with a tip at the end of the night or not, like that still is an exchange that needs to be made. So whether you call it a sale or you're providing service or support or any of those kind of words, it's just an exchange. You need to make an exchange. And you're just... And if you're giving a service like that, like doing someone's hair, and you know that they are going to try to go home and recreate what you've done that day, and this is going to help them, why wouldn't you offer it to them? Why not? If I'm making a drink and I sell them something that has coconut rum in it, why would I not try to send them home with coconut rum so they can make it for themselves? It might not be as good as mine is. Just saying, but it can get close. It can get them more familiar with it. They can find new things that they like to mix with it, bring it back to me, teach me something new about it. And then I can turn and keep showing other people that same thing. But if you don't take the initiative and believe in yourself and at least try, that's the big thing. You at least have to try. You can get told no nine times and yes, that one time. And as long as you just take that one time and you're like, okay, yeah, they said yes. I'm going to go try 10 more times to get one more. Maybe this time you'll get two. And you take those two and the next time you get five. And it just keeps going like that. The more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be. And the more confident you are and the more knowledgeable you're going to be about your product. And that's a big thing too. Just be confident in what you are selling. If you're offering something, it's going to have value to you or you wouldn't be trying to sell it. So be confident in it. Know enough about it. So if someone comes at you, comes back to you with a question about it, you can calmly, confidently answer them. And if you don't know the right answer, be able to confidently tell them, I'm not sure at this time. Let me go find out and I will gladly get back to you. 
and then just go find out. That goes back to having knowledge and that kind of stuff and having wisdom about what you're trying to do. And it can be anything. It can be anything. I mean, you could sell houses, you could sell drinks like I do, sell services, you'd be a therapist, sell your knowledge, try to write a book, selling books. It can be anything. 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 Dream big. Dream think bigger. Big. Think Go bigger. bigger. Think big. Think bigger. Bigger. Good. You think you're going big enough? No. Bigger. 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 People went to the moon. <laughs> Go bigger. And beyond. Go bigger. <laughs> There's people on Mars. Yeah. Go bigger. There you go. There you go. Well, that has been super valuable. Thank you. I I love hearing you talk like that. It uh, once again, it just brings me joy to see your evolution from where, like you mentioned, back in high school, had a little bit of a short temper, mm -hmm. to where you are now, kind of stepping into yourself as a young woman uh, in this real world, trying to figure out how to navigate. And you're doing so well, and I'm so super proud. Thank you. So thank you for sharing all the wisdom that mm -hmm. you have so far. I know for a fact, folks are going to want to know more about Adrian. And I haven't even brought up your middle name, Louise, because I call you Adrian Louise. <laughs> you do. Just a quick little snippet there. Adrian Louise, uh, her middle name is uh, was my mother's middle name. Um, I won't 100% get into that story at this point, but that's where Adrian Louise comes from. And so every time I, I call you Louise all the time. All right. So if I ever say that, I just want you to, uh, you listeners to know that that's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Adrian. So if folks want to learn more about you, maybe even talk to you about some sales skills. I have a feeling that some people are going to want to learn uh, more about, you know, what's this Adrian talking about that I can start trying to implement in my own life? Uh, what's the best place for people to reach you? Sure. Um, I don't have any like formal business page or anything like that out on social media right now. Um, all I have are my personal pages, which are totally cool with me. Um, it's just my name, Adrian Wilson. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Feel free to add me, direct message me, anything like that. Um, I also have an Instagram, which is underscore Adrian Louise underscore. Um, like I said, just my it's just my personal page. Um, if you want to DM me or anything like that, feel free to. Um, I will be honest, I am not the best at checking social media. I've really been trying to take a step back from that so much. Um, just in my personal life, I spend a lot of time there in the past and it's just not as productive as I'd like to be. Uh, but I do still check it every once in a while. Um, that being said, if you do try to reach out to me or message me or something and you don't hear back from me, um, I hate to put it back on you, but feel free to reach out to, I'm going to say this and whether that's true or not, feel free to reach out to you because you have more of a direct line to me Sure. and just let me know or even if they can reach out to both of us or something like yeah, that, I feel like we'll that would be okay. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll put everything in the show notes as well. We'll have all the direct links to, to Adrian. Uh, you can, as she mentioned, reach out to me. I have a direct access. I have direct phone numbers. I know where she lives. I can get you <laughs> any information that you need. Please don't show up to my door. <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't give out that information, but I have it. So I know I know how to get a hold of her. So if you would like to, to speak with Adrian about anything we talked about today, uh, please feel free. Reach out to her. Uh, reach out to me and we'll definitely get you in contact. So folks, hopefully you found a lot of value in this conversation today. This is why I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to bring on my other children as well. They are just fantastic people and I couldn't be more excited and honored to be their father uh, to, to 
get them out into the world uh, in the, in, and in this way. And they're helping me uh, spread the message of everything that's going on in our life. So uh, at this point, if you like what you heard today, feel free to share uh, with friends, family, uh, other coworkers, anybody else that you think that might find uh, some value in the message today. But for now, Adrian, thank you for your time. I look forward. I, I'm positive I will have you back on. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to come talk again. Awesome. Thank you. So until next time, everybody, go out there, have a fantastic day. I look forward to connecting with you all very soon. Until next time, bye-bye now. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, In order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.